Welcome back to Buzzers. You are watching the after show for Queen Sugar Season 4, Episode 2, I No Longer Imagine. Tonight we talk Micah's return, know with Fallout, and new beginnings. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome, Queen Sugar fans. We are back. Another exciting episode, too. I'm your host, Shaka Smith, joined by my lovely co-host, Candice Marie, and Don Tara Terrell. Tonight, we got some great special segments for you. We're going to go into the big easy scene, talk about news and predictions, but we got to get into our overall thoughts of this episode, because wow, they are just going deeper and deeper. History, history, everything's coming out. What do you guys think? I just want to say that I, I, I have a chill running through my body right now. Mm. I am, I'm pissed, but I'm excited, <laughs> and I just have so many different emotions. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. Maybe like, a chill called Jimmy Dell. Oh, my God. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> you know, juicy, salacious. It's, I feel like everything's unfolding. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, yeah. I'm not really, I mean, I'm not excited in terms of the book, but I'm excited to see how everything unfolds. Yeah, I'm excited because we're getting payoffs. We're getting, like, people that were referenced briefly and coming back. And mm-hmm. we're getting the history unfolding. We're getting to see things that we weren't sure we would get a chance to see. So that's what's exciting for me. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, well, let's get into it. we got to talk about Micah's return. He has returned with an all-new swagger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you Candy, know what? What, did you, yeah, what did you think about this sort of new Micah? Not, my Micah, oh, excuse me. Micah has not just returned. He's arrived. Yeah, wow. Um, yes. Micah, like, who is this guy? First of all, he has dreads, okay? Yeah. Secondly, he's getting in fights, okay? Like, he he, he kicked that guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to say that Micah has finally arrived, and I think that Nova is definitely running through his veins. Yeah. I mean, I personally, for myself, was a little concerned with how okay I was that he beat that kid up. Um, did you have that same concern? Are you worried about his behavior for the season, Dante? Um, yes, because I felt he's young. Yeah. And, I mean, he looks good. <laughs> Wait a minute, what are we talking about? He's a baby. He's a baby. <laughs> what are we talking about? I did have to catch myself. I was like, ooh, okay. But, yes, you know, he's young. He's sort of unpredictable. He's still trying to figure out himself. Well, I felt like he he figured out himself. Yeah. He knows what it is. He knows what he wants. Um, he's He may become a little bit of a hothead, you yeah. know? Um, but I like it. I feel like when you're when you're young... You have to make mistakes. You learn. That's how you grow. And he's maturing. I love the fact that he's maturing and he's coming into his own. Mm -hmm. And although his mom doesn't necessarily agree with his coming of age... I love it because he's living his life for himself, not for his mother. Yeah, and what, what I liked about it, and you know what, maybe why I wasn't that concerned he got violent, was it seemed so purposeful. It seemed mm-hmm. like it, he was somewhat controlled, but it seemed very purposeful. He was Absolutely. holding a line. He was, you know, he had this ideological thing that he was really trying to stand up for. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I also loved was a conversation between Micah and his mom. I've had literally the same exact conversation with my mom about my hair because it's like dreading as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, same conversation because back in the day she'd relaxed her hair and then started to go natural. Mm-hmm. And but it was like not fine for me. Uh, did you guys like have any resonance with that conversation? And maybe like with your own hair journeys? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about that with my hair right yeah. now. I know probably what 2008, 2009, Don when I had first entered corporate America, I was always trying to please everyone. So I would yeah. always like. I always used to love to get braids, but I was always hesitant of getting braids, yeah. just in fear of how, you know, my boss will react, how yeah. my clients will react. So, definitely, I feel like the hair journey for black women, yeah. 
it always runs to the back of your mind, like how are people or how will people perceive you? Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, I'm I'm so glad that you said that because to be honest with you, I've been natural for for quite some time, and it's always uh, pissed me off. You guys know that I'm the crazy <laughs> one on the panel, but it's always pissed me off that you know black people couldn't own their blackness. And, and a lot of our blackness stems from our hair. Yeah. You know, it, it really bothered me that we had to, in a sense, um, change who we were, mm-hmm. which was something that was natural, growing mm-hmm. out of our head, and, and it, it wasn't socially acceptable. Yeah. You know, so I really appreciate uh, the writers for adding this in yeah. about Micah and him owning his, his, his hair and locking it up. Because where I come from, I come from Florida, yeah. and a lot of people have dreads. It's yeah. either dreads or goals, and a lot of people really, like, own that. Yeah. So it's really really refreshing for them to show that from a millennial standpoint on this show. Yeah, it was sort of, for me, it was like is it a generational divide or is it just a parental divide where it's like she is legitimately concerned if people will look at him differently, his mm-hmm. life might be in more danger if he's pulled over by a cop, let's say. So she had some legit, legitimate Absolutely. concerns. But I, I just love the way Micah stood in it because I kind of did that myself. I was like, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I have to own it. At this point, I'm never right. going to, right? right? But they both had valid points. Yeah. Like, I understood Absolutely. what both for them were coming from. Yeah. But like you said, um, Michael, he owned his crown. Yeah. It's like, well, you mm-hmm. didn't have a problem with my hair last year. She was like, it was a fade. Yeah. You could be perceived differently. <laughs> so I, I definitely understand the dynamics of both. Yeah. Right. I, I love that Queen Sugar has those conversations because we just never got a chance to have those conversations right. before. Um, but if you want to have more conversations with us, I think you can check us out on AfterBuzz. Yes, guys, because uh, as you know, we are the ESPN of TV talk. So continue to grow with us because um, we could actually use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. That's so important to get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly, truly appreciate your support and and helping us do what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends, your family, and all that in between, and keep enjoying this show. Yes, and even if you... (laughs) Nice. And even if you watch on YouTube, go subscribe on iTunes, or if you subscribe on iTunes, go subscribe on YouTube, you know, just give us that extra support, we really appreciate you guys so, um, but let's get into Nova's Fallout, that was sort of Oh, Which one? Hell yeah. Things yeah. are about to heat up. And bring we it all out. Take a deep breath. Yeah, I think next episode, the big fallout, you know, we're really going to get some more of it. Mm-hmm. But what did you guys think? Did, I mean, at least it was cathartic for me just to have it all come to light and people actually face her over it. Um, what did you think about Rod's face off with Nova? You know what? Listen, he did better than I would have ever done. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, it's just Rod's been through so much. We've been rooting for Raw all four seasons and for him to get to this place and and this book literally to me was a slap in the face like I think he was very justified in the way he felt he is still learning how to deal with the fact that Blue is not his son you know so because like I said last the last episode those emotions still haven't healed Mm -hmm. she's literally gonna go and open it back up the comment that I think that was her manager uh her marketing manager made um your story, you know, it, it was just so. What, what did she say? It yeah, was, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Well, yeah. First of all, his heart still hasn't even healed from the story. Yeah. So it just, it really bothers me that Nova um, can just stand in the fact that she's released and revealed all of these stories and she still has not even talked to her family. She, she still doesn't even have their blessing. Yeah, and it wasn't his story, it's his life because he's living it now. It's he's like living told it the right story now, was, it's happening. Yeah, it's not 10 years old and you know, yeah, it's, it's how, it's now. Right. Uh, what did you think about that face? off you know 
she really made me mad when she said, you know, the story is going to help so many people. Yeah. And I loved his reaction or his response back when he was like, my story isn't for everyone. I'm not your research partner. Come on. Yeah. Which is so true. Like, if you want to help people, let your story, Nova, yeah. help people. Don't bring mine, Blue, my son, mm-hmm. and generations down the line. Yeah. You know, um, I still think, well, I love the way, I don't say it. I don't want to say I love the way he handled it because, like I said, well, like you said, he handled it a lot better. Than <laughs> and, <laughs> and I really hate that she was trying to own the fact that she laid herself bare, but the whole point is you laid yourself bare in accordance to you. You right, know, exactly. like right. no one else laid you bare. Right. Like, just... But she's not taking ownership. Yeah. Like, do y'all At think, all. like, she keeps, if someone says something to her about the book, well, well, she has, like, this excuse and explanations. I'm like, sis, you've done enough damage. Just just be quiet. Yeah. Right. Like, but let's be honest. When has Nova ever really owned anything? You know? Like, yeah. she's uh-huh. never really owned anything. Everything she tries to justify, oh, it's because of this or, or it's because of that. Look, if I was Ralph Angel, I would have broke more shit than that. <laughs> I would have came in that house breaking every damn thing. Yeah. Like, oh, he broke a picture frame. What? Yeah. Well, no, Bye. I felt that at the end when he was like, you know, you lost your rights to see my son. Yeah. I said, he, and then he said, super star i said Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i felt that it was like ralph but yes. but did we not but do you agree at all with nova's points or does nova's points not acquit her at all that ralph angel really is a father and this will somehow help other people and show them that family Listen, is more than just okay well, well let's look at the bigger picture yeah let's look at the bigger picture first of all you would rather sacrifice your family that in and of itself is sending the wrong message you would rather sacrifice your family and hurt the people that are the closest to you, your biggest supporters just so that you can help the world? No. Because I, I'm i I'm sure that that story's going to get out and people are going to talk about that. Because let's be real, Charlie, my girl Charlie, and I, and I can't wait till we get on that topic, Charlie is going to shut it down. And, and, and speaking of, what about Charlie? Do you feel it's right for Charlie to have paid um, Melina to keep her rape story quiet? Did she enable rape culture and should that be exposed? Um, I don't necessarily think that she was trying to enable rape culture. I think that she was trying to, uh, she was trying to take care of the situation. But you paid off a woman to keep quiet about rape. And, and I don't, I don't agree with that whatsoever. So, so is it okay that Nova revealed that part in the book? I still think that these are conversations that should have been had with her family, with her sister before they were published. Point blank. I I don't agree. Like, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't a big fan of Charlie in season one because I I, I genuinely felt like she she was really she was put in a really, really tough place. You know, she she was married to this man that she had known, you know, what since she was in high school. And um, she, she had to battle with this man cheating on her. She didn't know he was cheating on her and doing all these things and, and paying. All. It, it was just a lot. And I think that she was trying to just save her family and save her son. So I, I agree um, with she you. made she made a lot of choices that I don't agree with, though. But do you think, Don Terry, that Nova overstepped her bounds, given the fact that the story was public? Well, because with Charlie, I was kind of saying to myself, did Nova overstep the bounds? A, the story was public. She did speak about Charlie in kind of a personal way, but very academic, in talking about what she saw as her blackness and the way she may have cloaked herself. So while I thought it was a little impersonal, but I thought these were issues that were big, and Charlie and Davis are adults. You know, I, I definitely do think that she overstepped her boundaries. Uh, one, because she didn't receive her sister's blessings in the beginning. Had she had that discussion, yeah. then okay, they probably could have moved forward. And we don't know, even though it's she said it was public knowledge. 
we don't know how much of it was public knowledge. We also don't know how much of it she revealed. But in her bringing this up in the book and revealing all of this, then it opens up the can of worms all over again. um, Charlie even said when she was on her date that she took her two years to move past this, and she's still trying to move past this. So now this is bringing up everything back up once again. So she definitely overstepped her boundaries. And I I think by by Nova saying that it was public knowledge was, again, another way for her not to own her shit. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with Nova up until the point where she does know that her special relationship with Micah might affect the way he's going to view his mom in light of this book. And, you know, Noah seemed to pull no punches in her description of the way she seen the way Charlie used what she thought was her part of her whiteness. Ooh, now that part, that part, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I think that as a, a multiracial woman, yeah. um, th- that was something that I could relate to because uh, I, I don't think that it was fair that one, Nova even added those kind of comments because she's never even shared the way that she felt about that with her sister. Yeah. They, they've never even had that conversation. When she made the statement, now I know how you really feel about me, yeah. like, like why wasn't that a conversation that she had with her before she even put it in the book? Again, every single thing that was published in that book, there were conversations that she never stepped up and had. Yeah. And um, what, what bothered me is she didn't just assume the privilege that she may have enjoyed she said that she used that privilege. And that's what bothered me is that now you're just giving her some intent and like are saying her actions are based on something that you have no nothing no it, idea about. It, exactly. And and just going back to the, the, the multiracial part, I think that Charlie and, and what we've we've known of Charlie is Charlie has always been a hard worker. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I think that maybe that is something that Nova is personally dealing with on her own. Yeah. And and let's be real, Charlie it's not her fault that she was born into this rich family. Yeah. Um but because she has known that her humility has literally been her working her butt off to prove that she deserves to be exactly where she is. And I think that that's what we love and we respect about her more than anything. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. I felt like Nova's statements took away, like you said, from her intelligence, from Charlie's intelligence. Like she didn't speak to her hard work, um, her dedication, you know, just her overall work ethic. Yeah. She spoke to her being privileged. Yeah. And that's in Nova's eyes. Yeah. And also, you know, let's be real, Nova still has some resentment about. You know, just Charlie sort of, I wouldn't say, she's like, she wasn't the family secret, but, you know, she's sort of like that love child, if you will. So I feel like Nova still has a little resentment, and it carried out into the book. But also, these are conversations you should have had. Granted, I feel like Charlie always knew that Nova had a sense of resentment, but to that extent, she's like, wait a minute. And certainly not, you're not going to publish it to the world. Right. I mean, and then let's just talk about, again, is it really Charlie's fault that she was a love child? Charlie didn't ask to be here. It happened. And then, if we can recall in season three, she wasn't necessarily a love child. Her mother and her father were broken up. Yeah. This was a re- real relationship mm-hmm. that he actually had with Charlie's mother. So, again, that's not fair. Yeah. You know, that's going back to uh, Nova's hurt and her pain and things that she needs to go to therapy for. Yeah, and, and perhaps one of the hardest things is going to be what we already get a preview of with Aunt Vi. And I have a feeling we're going to see her, you know, we're going to see the more fiery side. But I was already hurt just watching this little bit of her starting to read the book. Uh, how did you guys feel just watching her take that in? And especially the words. I'm Vi? Yeah. I was heartbroken for I'm Vi because I feel like I'm Vi has given so much and sacrificed so much for her family to protect the family structure, to protect the dynamics and the legacy. And Nova just, like, 
shit it all over it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And I think, um, like, like, like we've been saying, uh, Vi is such a powerful force. Um, we have so much respect for her because of what she's gone through. And, and I'm going to be honest, for me as an individual, whenever I look at people that I, uh, that I love and I respect and I adore, th- the majority of them are, are powerful people simply because they were able to go through what they've gone through and still come out mm-hmm. and still be the matriarch of their family. You know, um, I, I don't think it's fair that Nova is so quick to judge and to point and to put everybody else's business out there. It's just, it's just so like honestly, this this episode. It's really hard for me to articulate the way I feel because I am more pissed off and hurt than anything. Yeah, because she, 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 so... she almost abused her trust, her position in the family. She mm-hmm. was there for uh, Ross maternity test because of who you are and your support. But now you're using that in your book. Exactly. You know, um, you were there for when you know on Vice talking about Jimmy Dale and how she's gotten over it but doesn't want to talk about it and it's left. In her past, but now you're using that in your book. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it felt like she betrayed all of us. And I think we had that line from Charlie, like this is a betrayal. It's not love; it's a betrayal. Right. So her, I feel like her intentions for being there for all those people, they weren't pure. They weren't sincere. Yeah, it, or at least it ru- now at this all. ruins those intentions if those were in, were pure and sincere. At all. My, my question to Nova is: Is do you feel? Yeah. Like, like, do you really feel like? How can you literally be a part of this family and and think that? Charlie is is not going to read the book as soon as you. This is your very first like, like book deal. And at this point, like you really don't think they're going to like Charlie, especially is going to read it as soon as you give it to her. And of course, I I kind of get it, but at this point, and the lady already said it's too late. But wouldn't you now like I'm going to do everything I can to get this book off the shelf? Like, Mm -hmm. like why haven't you realized and are now working towards like okay, epiphany moment? I got I got to stop this. I feel like that's lawsuits. That's <laughs> come on, yeah. come on. I don't know, but still, but you, lawsuit over your family, you know, like right. That, which it looks like you're going to lose, uh, right? But you know, let's talk about some new beginnings. Some happy, mm. some not so happy. We need some but, positivity. Yeah, let's start right. off with a happy beginning, um, and let's talk about Ra and Disha because now things are starting to heat up. We had had a couple moments, you know. You look good in that. You look good in anything. <laughs> I, I saw you took that as a personal compliment. <laughs> you know what, Ralph? As as y'all know. Um, uh, Ralph has 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 been Bay for as long as I can remember. Um, but I, I see what y'all are saying. I do think that love is definitely in the air. I think Disha is definitely a good choice. And y'all yeah. know it takes a lot for me to say that. But she seems like exactly what Ralph Angel needs. Um, she seems like she's a very patient, very strong, very kind woman um, that can support him. You know, she knows about the farm, which and, also yeah. is important. She's not one of these little city girls that aren't afraid to, you know, get dirt on them. Um, I like Disha. And, I like, I like her for him. And like, like, I don't know if she's been through some stuff in life, but sometimes it's good to be with someone that hasn't been and that can be light and let oh, you relax come too. On. Right? And can we say how, how Beaut- Disha is gorgeous. Yes. She is She's bad. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I know last week we talked a little bit about whether or not Ra and Darla had a little thing. And I think this confirmed for me he really is over whether Darla is dating or not. No. you got to remember, you know, Darla was prostituting and leaving Blue alone. Like, Darla now has a kid that's not your own. You've heard everything with Darla. Her dating is not going to really be any water off your back, right? So, and we see that Darla seems to be the one that's hurting. So, what do you think about this new beginning for their relationship and Darla's potential new beginning with uh, this guy in her group? I don't think anything of, uh, of Ralph Angel and Darla's relationship. Just because you have history together, yeah. that water under the bridge. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's just move forward and try to co-parent. <laughs> no, Candy's still <laughs> no. holding out. Hope. Let me know when I can tap in on this conversation. Okay, since you, okay, sis, I don't want to cut you off, sis, because you know we have nothing but love for each other, no, that's each other on this panel. I 
think that there is still some hope. Um, <laughs> I got a little nervous, though, when Ralph Angel sighed. Listen, whenever somebody makes you sigh, like... <sighs> there might just be a chance. And when they were like in those chairs, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my God, what's happening right now? I was about to pull my hair out of my head. But I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. But I will say that they will always love each other. I love that I, I'm, co-parenting I'm going to always thing, hold on yeah. to that. The, the reason why I think that there might still be a chance mm-hmm. is because that friendship that they had when they were kids, because let's be honest, they started yeah. to fall in love with each other when they were teenagers. I think that that friendship is going to come back and it's going to remind them of what they used to have. Mm-hmm. Come on, if you're in the chat, you know, I need y'all to, you know, to I, I tap in su- and weigh in on this. That's gonna support su- your girl. That's going to support their good parenting habits and their good co-parenting habits, I think, but mm-hmm. it, the PTSD you'd go through of getting back with her, her getting pregnant again, is this my kid again? The PTSD would be too much. I would just be like constantly questioning. Look, let it go. <laughs> Soon we start singing. The yeah, the frozen. Song. Yeah, can we get that frozen song? Right. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you guys think about Darlene beginning with her guy in group though? And she's taking it slow. I like that. I am so proud of Darla's growth. Yeah. I love how much her character has evolved um, from season one. It's very refreshing um, to see her be the woman that I'm not going to say all of us thought she could be. I definitely saw this woman. Um, she just had to deal with some of these skeletons. And now that she's dealing with them, it's refreshing to see this new refined version of Darla because everybody deserves love. Um, she's been through a lot, too. And that's one of the things I don't think we always talk about is how much she's been through. So I appreciate the fact that she finds someone that she likes. She found someone that can support her in these these AA meetings because I think that's also very important as someone that's an addict, yeah. that you find somebody that can support you and not judge you. Especially, and that was something that yeah. Ralph Angel was not doing. He, he was being very judgmental. Well, yeah. He was in it. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Right. Which, I mean, I get <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna it. Judge but, you. <laughs> but, I mean, like, for how long are you going to continue to beat her with this stick? As long as the kid's alive, every time I open her <laughs> I'm just saying. But didn't Darla, wasn't she like you know progressing uh, not last season the season before and then she sort of fell back off the wagon yeah so yeah so I'm not you know I mean no, no, but I, she didn't really fall off did she really fall off the wagon though I mean, did she yeah, really fall yeah. off the wagon she, she did, had she, to take some time for yeah, herself she was yeah she tiptoeing back and forth yeah. back in you know but you know that, so. I like that this guy is part of her support network and part of her support group and I think she's gonna need that especially when these details of the book come out cause that's gonna maybe set you you know how far yes. back so we'll see about that. <laughs> Can I just make one more comment? Yeah. My boy Frank Will TV, I just want to shout him out real quick. He's definitely Team Darla and Ralph Angel. He says this new guy is not going to work. He said Ralph Angel saw her kissing that brother, and deep down he knows that should have been him. Uh, I think Deesha's going to have something to say about that. Deesha's looking pretty good. <laughs> but let's talk about one of your other favorites is Romero and Charlie. And again, they're still pretty new, and I'm loving their dynamic. Uh, what do you guys think about their dynamic and the way? Romero seems to support Charlie in a different way. Will he still support her after this book, though? Well, because <laughs> remember yeah. he asked, he said, "I mean, is everything in this book a lie?" But he also said he won't read the book, right? Didn't he say, "I'm not going to read the book"? He did mm. say that, yeah. and I felt like Ralph Angel agreed that he was going to wait till Charlie come before he read the book, and look what happened with but that. Ralph Angel's well, always so, been emotional. He's, he's been and, emotional and he's, since season one, so that's no surprise. No. And, and plus, he's in the book. I mean, like Romero is like really down for Charlie. He's not even going to read the book. He thinks whatever. Like if it's not for you, it's not for me, and I love that. I mean, I feel like I might tell my 
my partner that book. I'll tell my <laughs> you book that book. As soon as that book hits the I'm like, oh, let's see. Okay, you know what? I just want to say that Romero is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. For, uh, um, what's my, Charlie. Lord, yeah. I'm about to say darling. <laughs> <laughs> Romero is such a breath of fresh air. I just, I love, to me, I feel like he has been the perfect choice for her. And yeah. I'm so happy with the, the writer's decision to write his character in and the way that they're, that his, his character is just being developed. I'm so in love with, with how this is, is turning out. Um, I have to say that Romero, I think that he's coming from a non-judgmental place oh, again, yeah. which mm-hmm. again is very, very important. I think that he is going to be that voice of reason because we know when Charlie has her heart set on um, on getting to the bottom of something, that's exactly what she's going to do. And I think Romero is going to keep her from going too far. Well, yeah, and there was one line, I think it, this was a line, she said, you know, I have to fix it. And he said something like, you know, maybe you can't fix it, you just have to live through it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's what she needs to hear. Like, sometimes people can, that's like, empower real. you and say, let me, oh, I'll, let me help you fix it. Or they can kind of really empower you and balance you out and say, wait, maybe that's not the answer. And that's the balance that she needs. Exactly. You know, that reality. He's going to keep it, like, well, wh- wh- what if? Yeah. What if you can't fix this? Because she's so used to being the fixer. Mm-hmm. She's always been the fixer. She said it herself. I'll fix it. Yeah. She's always trying to fix everyone and everything, and that's why she's always so stressed out. Definitely Superwoman. Mm-hmm. She wears many capes. Definitely. And we have yeah. another little new beginning. Um, and not really a new beginning, but just nice to see Kiki back again with Micah real quick. We, went, it, we all kind of were like, okay, Kiki's back, right? I love this teenage level thing. Yeah. It reminds me of Alicia Keys. <laughs> <laughs> that was my song. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, sis. I have to agree. Kiki. Do you love me? (laughs) You know what? Kiki, we love you. We really, really love you. Kiki is uh, exactly what Micah needs. I hope that she continues to be that voice of reason for him. It's, you know, these all of our characters need this voice of reason. And the the balance that they provide, love it. And at that age, to have a long-distance relationship from Paris, and you're already like a social media star, you gotta be grounded. So I'm liking the way this relationship's going. I like Kiki. So it's nice to get some bright spots during this episode. Definitely. Um, But we got some great segments. We got our big easy scene. Uh, let's go into that. Don Tara's got a couple words for us about Mardi Gras in yes, Louisiana. Yes, Y'all ready to dive in? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Do you okay. get any Mardi Gras music anything in the boot? No? 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 Okay, let's go. <laughs> so have either of you two ever been to Mardi Gras? No. I went to Mardi Gras as a kid, so I, I didn't see the salaciousness, but I, you know, I got to be part of the city. Well, no, that's good because Mardi yeah. Gras isn't all about salaciousness and showing your goods and all yeah. that. It's actually deep-rooted in tradition. Yeah. So no ta-ta. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a few coconuts and bees and I didn't have to show anything. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> girl. You're going to talk about them bees. Yeah. Like. <laughs> what happened to Mardi Gras? Stay to Mardi Gras. <laughs> well, Mardi Gras is actually French for Fat Tuesday and it always falls the day before Ash Wednesday. And that is the first day of Lent. So, as one last time to live it up before the reflective and meditative days of Lent takes place, Fat Tuesday officially marks the ending of carnival season. Now, we just talked about the beads, so we can't forget about the infamous bead throwing and the color symbolism surrounding the purple, green, and gold. Uh, Around 1892, these colors became interchangeable with Mardi Gras when Rex who's also known as the king of Mardi Gras, uh, affirmed these three colors as the official color scheme. Purple, symbolizing justice, green, representing faith, and gold, signifying power. And one last festive fact about Mardi Gras, king cake. So delicious. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, New Orleans staple. But it's an extremely popular custom that holds a large amount of religious Oh, there sentiment. you go. Oh, is that our Mardi Gras Yeah, music? yeah, a yes. Mardi Gras music going on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
Sorry. Back to Mardi Gras for a second. Sorry. Um, but an extremely popular custom. It holds a large amount of religious sentiment that represents the three kings who brought gifts to the Christ child. Um, a plastic baby is usually baked inside each king cake. <laughs> <laughs> and the person who receives the baby within their slice of cake must either throw the next party or purchase the next king cake. Oh, so. Wow, that is tradition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned something new. Can we can we so, get yeah. some king cake in here yeah, right in the next episode? You guys, guys want to see us with some king cake? I wonder who's going to yeah. get yes. the baby. Uh, after right. Buzz production, yes. get it on, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then you got some. We got some uh, great news. Yes. Well, I just want to say that interesting news. In, this is definitely <laughs> interesting. Well, as you know, um, we have someone who apparently is in charge of the country by the name of Trump, um, and he is just. Uh, listen, are we ever surprised by anything he says? Well, our girl Ava DuVernay knows how to shut down all types of mess, like she does when she writes all of these uh, shows and episodes. Well, let's just say that she was completely unbothered by the comments that Donald Trump had to make about her recent Netflix hit. She said, it's expected. You know, like, like really, like, are we surprised? Um, you know, there's nothing he says or does in relation to this case or the lives of black people or people of color that has any weight to it. It's not our reality. There's no truth to it. That is how you unbotheredly shut an ignorant person down. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was shocked to hear he was standing by, you know, essentially stood by his comments from 1989. Uh, <laughs> shocked? I was shocked that he would bother to even comment on it. I would, I would say no comment or something. To, but the fact that you would really affirmatively stand by it, was, I was a little bit shocked by it, actually. He doesn't mm. like to be wrong. Yeah, I mean... To seem to be wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move right along. Let's yeah. not waste too much time on him. Also, our amazing cast of Queen Sugar was down at the ABFF this weekend in Miami. And Ralph Angel talked about what it's like to actually crash. So he told us that uh, his storyline causes him to crash. And I don't mean vehicle uh, crashes (laughs) in any kind of way. He gave us some some advice. He said, at the beginning of this journey, I was oblivious to the weight that I was carrying, which kind of made me crash. Once I realized how much was being channeled through me, even just as the vessel, I I realized you have to take care of your vessel. Uh, What's a Ferrari with no gas? Mm -hmm. It's just going to sit there. It can't go anywhere, he explains. Yeah. That, I mean, it's great. You have to live this life where you have to be this other person and to really feel the emotions of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and to sit there and live in it. Yeah. But you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm Self-care, saying? Self-care, yeah. It's a lie, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, so that's my news oh, that's for today. New, oh, okay. I, I was riveted. I was like, yeah, anyway, right. keep going. I mean, I, mean, I can you keep know, going. I listen when Ralph Angel talks. I'm I mean, like, yeah, so what else did he say? He had a lot to say. But do you guys want to hear more of what Ralph Angel had to say, or should we get back to this well, intense? Yeah. Oh, well, there's a lot. There are a few more paragraphs. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we'll have to bring that up in other segments. We're limited on time. We'll post it on the chat, baby. Yes. Don't copy and paste yeah, it. Actually, yeah, post it. Yeah, on. post it in the chat, guys. Um, but we got to get into our predictions. Of course, we had another yeah, that's a good music. And now, you're after Buzz <laughs> um, And of course, we had another little new beginning of Jimmy Dell, who I love the way they've kind of just interspersed him as this charismatic guy throughout the episode, but you always feel like something is sinister underneath. Uh, let's go into predictions for Mr. Jimmy Dell and any predictions you guys might have. Okay, first of all, he's a narcissist. Let's start there. So, are Jimmy we really. Dell? Absolutely. 
He's a narcissist. You got that from this from, from what you've seen so far? <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. My girl Vibe made it very clear who he is and oh, what okay. he is about. Okay. Okay. So just from knowing, and I'm and I'm gonna stick to Vibe. Like I'm loyal yeah. to my girl Vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just from hearing her experiences with this person um and just i mean you can even just tell just the way that he was wait just talking minute, and acting i'm not i'm not on his deal whatever now? his name like, is what if he's no changed? i don't think he's reformed whatsoever no? i think no? he's a narcissistic man that is trying to sabotage vice uh peace and her happiness and you know what Hollywood gonna come in there and he gonna shut it down wait a minute okay, so, so, cause why why, why do you wanna go to Vice Prize Pies wait, why wait, Don why Tara, he's oh, heard about oh, it why wait Don no, Terry he stopped at the side of the road to help an old lady oh, 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 oh. he, he encouraged a young lady to start her own business don't be bamboozled that's how they get you that's how they get you that's how they get you narcissistic behavior that's manipulative so he comes off as charismatic and this charming guy and then bam wait a minute he's being kind to two people he will never see again stop it what side are you really on I, I'm just saying I'm looking Shaka. at what I'm seeing from Mr. Dell so far Mm-mm. and it's been I, I'm assuming it's been 20-30 years since him and Vi have been together what if he's changed and he's really there to make amends he feel, what you if he's tell going by that to, smirk on his face he didn't change he said uh, Oh, it's that new diner. You know what diner. You know where it's at. He might be happy for an old friend, you know? <laughs> no. No, this is Queen Sugar. This show is built on suspense. It's built on uh, betrayal. It's built on crazy storylines. And I cannot wait to see what kind of mess well, this fool gets himself into. So, yeah, into. what predictions do you guys have for Jimmy Dell and then the rest of the cast? So, Jimmy Dell, I feel like he's about to come in there and shake, shake it up. For me... I'm like, what if he comes in there and he tries to take ownership of Aunt Vi's pies? Like, be like, well, I gave you the recipe, or this is my grandma's, I taught you how to do this. So I just feel like, in terms of the business aspect, I feel like he's coming back for what's his, or what he taught Aunt Vi. Mm-hmm. I don't see any other reason, like, why is he back? He doesn't know about Nova's book, yet. So, what's his other purpose of coming back? Okay. I think he gonna try and act like he want that old thing back, just a little bit. That's right. I, I think he does want her back. But after 30 years, like, what, what triggered him to be like, oh, I'm going to go back and get by? I don't know what it's like when you get to an older age, but maybe you go, oh, the first love, and you want to go back and make amends, and mm-hmm. you know, now you realize how short life is. I think he's going to make a play for Vi. And I think he's going to be successful. I think we're going to see no. him. And when no. I say successful, I think he's going to cause Vi to doubt and to think. And that's going to maybe do something. I with think you're making my skin crawl right now. My skin you, is literally crawling off of that. my body. I don't know. And it's about to walk out of the studio. I, 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 was Jimmy Dell her first love? I don't know. It don't matter because this love ain't coming back. Hit you, the road, Jack. Ain't nothing like the first love. What's love got to do with it? <laughs> Come on. So I, we I, about I, to have some wait to exhale moments. Right. <laughs> Come we on. Have a whole another soundtrack. <laughs> and uh, do you guys think this book is coming out? Is it going to get out? Or is Charlie going to find a way to stop it? I think it's going to get out. It's, it's going to get. Let me just say this. Now, Charlie, yes, she's the fixer. She's a superwoman. But can we trust Charlie's game plans? Because she disappointed me with the Landry's last season. Yeah, a little off. On her game, but a little off. Let's be honest. A lot of the things that happened, she couldn't, like, there was so much. She can't do it all by herself. And that's what I want her to get this season. I want her to get some more support. That's why I'm happy about Romero. But she can't do it by herself. And now she genuinely does have the support of Vi, Ralph Angel, because this affects everyone. Yeah. And and I mean that's no surprise because all everything else has affected everyone before, but this time it's a little more personal. It's a little different. Yeah, they're finding you know they, it's always been an outside threat, not an inside mm-hmm. threat. Oh yeah. So wow. It, can, yeah. This I have one more prediction. Yeah, of course. this has nothing to do with Jimmy Dell though. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about it? Oh yeah. I think Micah 
and Nova might have a falling out. Only because Nova, she handed her the book off to the nephew, I want you to have the first coffee. Once again, she still never explained the dynamics of the book and everything that he might hear or forewarn him. So I, I do feel like it might be some falling out. I, you know, I, I go the opposite way where I really think it's going to set him against Charlie. And this will mom. always, you know, keep Nova and Charlie apart. Because you already see Micah. It's already like, you know, you don't like my hair. Um, it was Nova that really paid attention to me and she covered me up. And she was one that really saw me. So he's already got this animosity towards his mom. And now thinking of her and this new dynamic that Nova has really painted for her, it's going to be hard for him not to be as an activist to almost see his mom as something other. Or maybe he'll bounce back and forth. Yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I think I think we're really going to see him on the fence because I feel like whenever writers um, play on something in particular, like that line to me yeah. said that it's going to play with his mind. When he made that comment yeah. about what she did for him, yeah. I was like, mm-mm, there's going to be some trouble in paradise. I think that we're going to really see him battle with whether or not Aunt Nova is really genuine in her actions, or what? if it's really just about the press, or if it's really just about being famous. Because what we know of Micah right now is what happened to him with 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 Officer Orso. Yeah. That really struck a nerve with him, and that is why he evolved into this this amazing new uh, character with all of these different new layers that we're seeing right now. Yeah, and it could split Nova and Micah if Micah sees the way he talks about Charlie as an indictment of his skin color, too. Because, you know, already he's kind of getting it from his friends, kind of like, oh, you get the privilege of going to Paris and hanging out with these activists. So, is she really also indicting him? And he's not even seeing the privilege of his skin color when he just got that gun right. put in his mouth. But I do think that's in large part because he is rich. You know, I yeah. think I think that that has a lot to do with maybe what they but, said. Yeah, but, but, you know, Nova didn't really distinguish that for Charlie because she thought Charlie was born to privilege and she cloaked herself with her skin color. So, will Micah see that as part Part of you know an indictment on him too, mm-hmm. so I think that could also split them, but we'll see. Could we'll go either see. way. <laughs> well, this is I mean Queen Sugar is making us think. They're giving us some layers, layers upon layers. Guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Hey guys, it's Miss Candy Marie. It's so so good to have this amazing show back. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Candora TV. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I'm Dontara Terrell, and you can find me on all social media at Dontara Terrell. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.